It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh yeah. Episode 6, Flow Wrestling Radio Live. And um, yeah, we got a new song. I got a new song. I chose this. Actually, it was chosen for me by Willie. And uh, he thinks this is an improvement for, for whatever reason. And I, for the life of me, it sounds like the the black keys or, or the white stripes before they learned how to play instruments at all. Like they were still in their parents' basement and um, barely knew how to play music. But um, that's what Willie chose. Willie, what's going on, man? What's up with your musical choice this time? Oh, God. Listen, I don't even know what you picked this time, but um, anything could be an improvement over whatever it was, that soft core. I mean, it embarrassed elevator music uh, all across the country. Listen, uh, people, all right, so we put it out there. What do you think? What do you like? You are literally the only soul on earth even our producer, Patrick, thinks it's good. Everyone in the community that, that provided feedback said they liked it. They liked the funk music. So what you, are, you need to now admit you're in the minority, and after people um, complain about it oh. this time around, we're going back to my roots. Okay, I tried. I tried, Willie. I gave you, I gave you a little responsibility. I'm going to be honest. All these, all these podcasts have... Horrible, horrible intro music. Well, I mean, it's we're keeping up with it now based on this. This one is called Rock and Roll. I mean, that is r- literally what it's called. You, I did not send you music. Yes, you did. You sent this to me. In the, oh, my gosh, Willie. You are ridiculous. Your memory hey, is, is I, so I, bad. I, I cannot understand. I have a lot of things to think about. Apparently, you know? uh, apparently so. So, uh, anyways. I'll tell you who has good podcast intro music. Uh, that would be me on Overflow. Um... With the music, you know where that music came from? It was from Tunnel Vision, possibly one of the greatest videos of all time on Flow Wrestling. Mm. And if I do say so myself, that is good intro music. Whatever. Now, it, it, I actually don't hate that. I don't hate it. But m- enough of the music. Let us know. 
Um, I tried to give him a little ownership here, give him a piece of the pie, and he swung and missed. So let's move on. Um, it is w- Willie and I are huge sports fans in general, and it is Super Bowl week, and we will be watching. We're excited about that. And a lot of attention um, has gone to Marshawn Lynch and his uh, more or less refusal to talk to the media or to give any meaningful information if he's forced to do it. So the, the NFL requires the, the players um, talk to the media, and Marshawn Lynch has no interest in doing this. He's been sued like half a million dollars, $100,000. Like he's paid a lot of money. Yeah, and he don't care. He, he does not. He, he, he's got zero you-know-whats to give. Yeah. He gives no F. He's got a whole bag full of them, but he, he's not giving any of them out. Even, even last game, the, the NFC Championship game, they told him, do not wear gold cleats or you'll get fired. He wore gold cleats. He is, he is, he is a hero. Um, so what, what do you think about that? What do you think about um, him re- hating the media, not wanting to talk to them, and the NFL requiring them to, to, to do that? And just, you know, as media people, people who kind of rely on, you know, wrestlers giving and coaches giving us some, some access and, and um, you know, interviews, what, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's good to talk about wrestling because there's, there's an example where, okay, so the NFL, there's a mandate that you have to talk to the media, and in wrestling, there is no mandate. So we are at the uh, mercy of the coaches and athletes. Um, they, they have to want to give an interview. Uh, so, I mean, it all comes down to building the brand for the NFL and, and even Major League Baseball. And I remember when I was a kid, um, I used to hate sports media, like certain writers. I, I mean, I love sports media in general, but uh, the writers, uh, I felt like they, they were like self-entitled, like we, we demand a, a, an interview. And then when you did give interviews, they twisted your words around and turned them around. I mean, um, I don't know. So, but it's all about the, um, pushing the brand. That's why yeah. the NFL. That's why the NFL has these things in place because if if they don't create stars and if they don't create context to um, to their league, then it's less visibility for them. Um, but in the same breath, should they be forced to? Should they be forced to talk after every game when you know they don't want to? Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where my uh, there's culpability on both sides in that. Well, this guy has made it clear he has no interest in giving out any meaningful information. So, as someone in the media, why am I wasting my time uh, bothering with them? You know, there's there's thousands or thousands. Wow, I just made that up. But there's like you know, it's 53 guys on a roster, right? So you, you can talk to someone that might have something to say. But now the whole thing is, what's Marshawn Lynch going to do? Is he just going to say yeah? Is he going to say I appreciate the question? Is he going to say I'm just here so I don't get fined? 29 times. I mean, it's like now it's become the media wants to make a big deal out of him saying nothing when they should be actually seeking out meaningful. What if the, what if the whole roster, what if most of everybody said, I'm not, I'm not doing an interview. I'm okay. Not, uh, That's, that is, you, you can't create an extreme scenario. That's not going to happen. That's like when, when people are, and this is really taking it in a different direction, but people are like, um, you know, with, if they don't like homosexuality, they're like, what if everyone was gay? I was like, really? That's not going to happen. you got guys like Richard Sherman. These guys, it's good for them. Follow the crowd? I mean, you, can, you can't see a scenario where Marshawn Lynch says, I'm not going to talk to the media. And the other 52 Seahawks say, yeah, I ain't talking either. 
Uh, no, I can't see that scenario because there's, there's value in talking to the media for a lot of these guys. Look what Richard Sherman has been able to build by talking to the media. So absolutely not. That would never, ever happen. He is, he is an absolute rarity, um, and, and that's being proven. This just doesn't happen that much. And it is good for these guys to talk to the media. It's, good, it's, a, it's reciprocal in many ways. Um, so I, I, let's, let's, Okay, so certain fans, you know, it's funny. Uh, I almost interrupted you when you opened up this, this segment and this topic and said, uh, to, to make the point, did you ever get the feeling that when we talk about other sports, <laughs> wrestling, some wrestling fans don't like it. Like, some wrestling fans are like, hey, we're talking about wrestling here. And yeah. like, almost offended that, that somebody would be a fan of another sport. And... Um, I don't know. I don't Whatever. Know. They, they're saying that, and they're going to be watching the Super Bowl, and they're interested in it. But they just right, some well, people. All right, Willie. Here's what I've learned. I've worked here a little over a year. Some people, um, and, and when you have kind of a bigger audience like we do, some people their their sole mission is to find little ways to poke holes in whatever you're doing. So that's well, a guess, that's a hole they think they can poke, but they're just wrong. And it's right, it's. So, but what I'm what well, my point is is that. So we're talking about the NFL, Major League Baseball, and these pro sports. But let's let's pull it let's pull it back to so before we get yelled at from people saying we're talking about other sports too much, um, let's pull it back and what is its import to wrestling? So it's it's um I, I am I am glad that uh, you know in my experience the community has been very open to to giving interviews and and you know I've been shut down once in my well twice in my entire career and I've asked for a lot of interviews so I think that's a pretty good success rate and sometimes it's just not the right time and, and I get it so uh, I'm I'm fortunate that we're not at a place where we need where who whatever power that it would be I don't know where this would come from would would mandate you know interviews and access and whatnot because I think you end up getting when it gets to that point, when it becomes a, a chore or a requirement or something you have to do, then you just get dumbed down um, uh, coach speak, whether it's from an athlete or a coach. And, and right now, I feel like we have, I mean, just yesterday, we have Dylan Place you up. I mean, that guy is just like, awesome. what you see is what you get. And, and you know, uh, I, I think that it's so much more authentic the way we have it. So I'm glad that we're not at that point. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's kind of... That's kind of my take. That's my wrestling take on it. And well, you, think it would be better, you think it would be more productive if the if the pro sports didn't have that mandate? Then you would actually get good quips. Yeah, that's possible. I, I think they're. Yeah, I mean it's in place for for a reason. I guess they're just fearful. But um, I, I well, I'll tell you, it, it does it does kind of sting. Not sting. I mean, we we learn to not take it personal anymore. Right. Um, when you go up to a coach or an athlete and you're like, and, and, and they know that you want an interview and they're just like, not now. Nope, not now. Yeah. Um, so well, for me, the, my main thing is like, and I, I probably shouldn't feel this way, but I, I, I hold these guys in such esteem and regard that when, when I get the two times I got shut down, I felt like, man, did I offend? Did I, was I rude? Did I, was my approach wrong? Like, that's kind of how I think. And that's probably not right, but um, and I don't think that's what it was. But you know, that's kind of my my uh, gut reaction when that happens. So that's that's just kind of my take. It'll be um, interesting interesting to see. Real quick, Willie, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, Seahawks. 
All right, I'm going Pats. Tom Terrific. You are going what? What? Why? Why? <laughs> Vegas has them a favorite. Why? Is it really? Yeah. I got. I used to be so into, in tune with, betting lines and and, and the odds of things and and other sports in general. But I just, I'm so neck deep in, in wrestling stuff. I don't. Yeah. I well, line. So, I'm a so, I'm a degenerate gambler, but I, I've got a lot riding on this game. So I'm, I'm intently. I, don't, I just don't see any way they can win. But uh, you don't I, see any. Okay. I mean, off, I mean, off yeah. air, off air. I'm not even going to. What a ridiculous yeah. statement. I don't see any way they can win. What are you talking about, Willie? I don't see any way they should be considered a favorite. Let me put it that way. Okay. All right. Let's move on before I get... Okay. Now, I, I mean, I got into this the other day, and I don't know why it really uh, ticked me off at the time that it did. I mean, this has been the case for a couple of years. Um, but it just got to me. Like, I'm tired of seeing this. And I, and I tweeted it out and stuff. Um, but overtime ride out, when you drop to an ankle. What the hell? I mean, what? Why? I just I can't really get over it, and I can't really wrap my brain around it. So here's the situation. Overtime ride out, you drop to a leg, it's stalemated. Why? Only, okay, here's, here's the thing. What drives me nuts, it's like... You wrestle the match, and then once you get to tiebreaker and overtime, there's a new set of rules in place where, okay, in sudden victory, if you have a stall warning, the, the ref is not going to hit that guy for stalling. He's not going to end on a stall point. Maybe that's the right thing. But that, so there's a new set of rules there. When you get to rideouts, uh, stalemates are called in ways they would never be called in, in a regular match. And it's, it's a game. When you get to... It's, it's a, I've been saying that for years. It becomes not wrestling. It's a game. It's a. It's all about the strategy. And okay, I can drop down an ankle one time, and I'll get one for stalling. But it's my first warning, so I can maybe do it again. Or no, no. Here's what happens: it gets stalemated. So I got a stalemate. Then I get a stall warning. Okay, well, there's eight seconds left. Now all I have to do, and now you know the ref's not going to hit you again as long as you can work up somewhat. So it's like, what? What are we? Not wrestling. It's not wrestling. Put it. Listen to this. So, uh. Off the start, right? You got 30 seconds to go to decide the winner of the match. It starts. You maybe try to break the guy down. That eats up three seconds, four seconds. You get into a, you drop to the leg. You're hanging on an ankle. The kid's kicking and kicking and kicking. Now you're about 10 seconds into the period. They stalemate it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, it's even worse. I love the I love the count to five thing. You drop to an ankle, you count to five. Except they don't do that. You can go tight waist ankle. You can go tight waist ankle, and they don't they don't start counting. You have to drop completely below the waist. It's so dumb. Think about so think about this scenario. The first time it gets stalemated, there's about ten seconds eaten up. Right. Now, if you don't have a stall call, you could drop to the ankle. There's a guaranteed, guaranteed ten more seconds. Yep. Before you can give up a penalty point. Yep. So that's 20 seconds of the period. I mean, it, it, that's no way to determine a winner. It's just a game, and, and it's stupid. I, uh, it's, you know, I took a lot of heat when, at who's number one, I said, turn off the clock and let's really determine a winner. Um, and maybe that's not the most ideal, and maybe it's, pro it's probably, definitely not practical <laughs> <laughs> oh, at, no. at, at, at all events. But the, to me, 
the purpose of of wrestling is determined to determine who is a better guy, and that is a mockery. Yeah. I mean, it's like, do you really come away feeling like one guy's better than another? It's like, no, you're better at this little aspect of the game. And um, I, I don't like it. I, I wish... I wish they would call stalling like they claim they're going to. I wish that when guys are dropping down, they do something about it. And I don't. If you have a tight waist and an ankle, you're still dropping down to the leg just because you have one hand. That, I mean, it's just. It is every time. It is every overtime ride out I see. Like, if you can't break the guy down, like essentially you have a mulligan and you have two mulligans. Yeah. So the first one's stalemate, the second one's a, a, a stall. So you have two mulligans. If you can't break the guy down 50% of the time, you got a problem. You should deserve to lose a match. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to the chop? Remember that breakdown? It beats you off the whistle twice in a row. You deserve to lose the match. Yeah. And and you know what else it comes down to? The overtime matches, by and large, are low scoring, um, correct? W- would yeah. you say that's fair? Okay. And But so often time... They come into these um, tiebreakers and subjects without warnings. If these guys had warnings and they'd been hit for stalling before, uh, a a we probably wouldn't have these overtime matches because they'd get settled in regulation. And b um, they would they would have to ride or, or cut them loose because they're going to give up two points uh, eventually from from the escape. So it's that's another area where, and I hate that I, we have to put it on the refs, and that our guys, uh, and when I say our guys, the wrestlers aren't making it about their action. But at the same time, we gotta have some, we gotta have someone with a little pitchfork prodding them um, to get something happening where guys aren't winning because they rode you for one second longer, which is how you can win a match. You can win a match by riding one second longer than the other guy, which is um, a, a mockery of well, the sport. I, it is a mockery, but at least it's. Um at, you know, I heard people complaining about this the other day somewhere. I was looking at something or watching something, and they were complaining about the the, the riding time differential in in a in an ultimate rideout. But um, at least it's a metric. At least it's like, yeah, you have one more second. Yeah. As opposed to this this puppet show when a guy drops down to an ankle. It's a joke. Yeah. No, it, it it's a joke, and I it, it's something that needs to be addressed and fixed and and i think they're trying to but the rules still aren't sufficient enough to um require the necessary action so um yeah i mean the the thing is it's it's not a hard fix somebody somewhere along the line said you know what the first one should be a stalemate and yeah that's every other other official because it's not in the rule book no uh, every other official in the country said well, bravo, that's a great idea. And now guys from college to high school and everywhere are calling it that way. Like, whose brainiac idea was that? Yeah, yeah, what, that's, that's, that's a, a point I was going to think about making. It's just like a made-up thing that's not a rule. There's just like this, um, I don't know, accepted practice that, uh, why, why, I say. So are you good there, Willie? I'm good. No, I'm not good. No, 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 we're not. But, you know, we're satisfied. We've said our piece. Please explain to us, anybody, be it official, fan, whatever, how this is a a good way um, to, A, officiate match, and B, uh, determine a winner. So let us know that. Um, Ben Askren asks, who do you guys have winning between Herbert and Ruth? Um, Willie? Well, 
uh, here's my thing. The answer is Ed Ruth, but go ahead. <laughs> well, here's my thing. Uh, I haven't, I didn't see Jake's match uh, or matches from from Eurekin. I don't know where he's at. I don't know what um, type of type of shape he's in or, or where he's at in his comeback. So, um, and then and then you got Ed, um, who's who's doing the, doing the MMA thing. So, I mean, I would suggest uh, Ed Ruth on recency, uh, seeing him more recent at a high level. Uh, but Jake's a silver medalist for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't, you cannot count Herbert out, obviously. But I just think both guys at their best, and that's kind of how I determine, well, maybe I shouldn't say that because Jake Herbert at his best is a world silver. But we haven't right. seen that Jake Herbert... Uh, in, in some time now, right? That was what 2010. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's 2015 now, and um, you know Herbert's coming off some some injuries, and Ed's just entering full time freestyle training. Now you say MMA, and I know he's kind of dabbling with it, but is that really his full time focus right now? I really don't know. Oh. To be honest, I mean, last the last thing I've seen of Ed, um, and you know, was this Gavin the match? Information coming out of the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club is few and far between. But the last thing I, I saw of Ed, he was training at Winkle John's in, uh, or Jackson's MMA in, 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 in New Mexico. So I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, 2009 for uh, World Silver, Herbert. He was, because that's when he graduated. Because he, he won the Hodge, then he went straight, made the world team, got second. And then he was, yeah. He did? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Um, all right. What do you got next for me? So, uh, well, you want to talk about um, exhibition JV bouts at duels, and this is something you see at high school a lot, but it sounds like you're thinking college? Well, here's the thing. You know, um, I had this brainstorm. Um, you know, sometimes I have ideas and they uh, home run, and sometimes I have ideas and they bomb. But with there being so many duels, D1 duels, uh, at this time of year I thought, you know what, maybe it's good for the fans that they don't have to hunt down all the results. And I'll just start a page with all the box scores. And uh, people seem to really like that. But in doing that, um, probably 75% of those uh, box scores are sent to me from SIDs. And the other 25 I might have to hunt down from their website or something. And I, I forget what schools they were, but... There were at least so I'm doing all these all these box scores right, and they were last weekend, and there were at least three instances where at the end of the box score they had exhibition matches that were wrestled, and I thought it was interesting because I you know you don't typically think of of exhibition or JVs uh, wrestling at um, I mean it doesn't even cross my mind really um, at a at a varsity duel but. Uh, it might be a good thing. I mean, what do you think? I mean, um, do you think there should be exhibition and JV matches at, at a varsity thing? I, I think one thing that wrestling needs to, because here's our, here's our view. We love wrestling. We know the athletes. We want to see more wrestling. But one thing that I, I think wrestling needs to embrace is um, brevity. And not, and we're so used to sitting at a tournament all day, two days all day. Um, I think there's there is um, positivity with 
uh, an hour and a half, two hour dual meet. And when you start throwing in uh, exhibitions beforehand, you're adding, and then you get if you have two or three, that's that's maybe a half hour more uh, of wrestling. And I think. That's something you want to avoid, and I think when you keep it to the ten matches that matter the most, I think I think it's great. Maybe it's something where um, I would be amenable to. Okay, you know, as people are filtering in, um, you start at six thirty and you get in an ex- exhibition or two, and then you start the main thing at seven. Oh, uh, yep, I think that's a very good point. Um, I think there's pros and cons to it. I think um, now backups or JV or exhibition guys or red shirts. Um, they they have opportunities to compete. You know they can wrestle sure. missions and whatnot. Um, and I do think it might be, but I do think it might be cool for them and, and and good for them and maybe even the fan base to see those guys in action against other schools. You know you don't not a whole lot of people go to open tournaments just to watch or your average open tournament. Right. And it might be cool for the fan base. To see how their red shirts or their non-starters are, are doing an exhibition action, but at the same time, I, I think not as important as that. Maybe I, I'm a big proponent, uh, completely convinced that wrestling needs to elevate its production level and make duels look cool. And and and, and part of that, you're right, is um, um, keeping it short keeping it short and sweet, putting the quote-unquote important guys, putting their stars or starters on a pedestal and saying this is a little Super Bowl. You know, they don't, they don't have a JV game before um, the Eagles and Redskins play. Uh, you know, make things important, make things look important, make things look cool. Um, I hate, not hate, but it's not ideal to have the finals of a cool tournament um, on one mat when there's 12 other mats of wrestlebacks going on. It's not cool, to, you know, at a tournament of any kind of prestige to have finals on three mats. Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think the production value, wrestling needs to do itself a favor and um, yeah. present, present the events, events better. And, um, you know, I don't know if, if having exhibition in JB does that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, cool, cool. So I think we're kind of on the on the same page there. Wouldn't be the worst thing, but you got to be careful with it. Um, on to the next thing, Willie. You wanted to talk a little about homers, um, announcers, and, and kind of a, a, a pet peeve that that you seemingly have. Do you care to elaborate? Well, I mean, it's going on. It's a big topic right now uh, on the message boards and and. Um the, the genesis of that was was uh, a well sort of <laughs> well respected um, uh, previously well respected uh, Jeff Byers from Penn State who does uh, wrestling matches on Penn State radio and and honestly in in Penn State land he's kind of beloved. Um, well, yeah, obviously. A, a couple, a couple. Um, well, not just not just because. He loves Penn State, but also, I guess, they think he's good. I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, David Taylor, for instance, a couple weeks ago tweeted out, I'm going to be doing uh, play-by-play with Jeff Byers, the best in the business. And um, so David Taylor thinks he's good, you know. Um, but I just have a problem with 
so okay. So I mean, don't you? Well, Willie, don't you like people who tell you how great you are all the time? I mean, that's what he does. I know, but you also live in reality, right? Well, I'm I'm just saying that's the you know you live in a world uh, you live in a world where it's all you see is blue and white, and it, it no 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 you don't. I mean you watch you watch. Um, if you live in Happy Valley, sure you do. If you live at live at in Columbus, sure you do. Daddy Reds, you watch you watch uh, the San Francisco Giants play the Seattle Seahawks. You know that you're not supposed to. Um, <laughs> say that every penalty should be against this team, you know that you're not supposed to say, uh, well, this wide receiver is so much better than right. uh, San Francisco's Okay, but, but Willie, you're, you're in media. Uh, David Taylor is a wrestler who loves Penn State and loves wrestling. Um, it, you're, you're looking at it from two different points of view. You're, I mean, I, I don't think that's something that comes up in people's minds as much as it does maybe for you or I. Okay, so let's 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 tell the backstory of this too, because we we know the backstory. Maybe people that are listening don't. Um, so Jeff Byers, uh, he's calling. He, he does radio in PA, uh, um, in for Penn State. Uh, but you know, at these Big Ten network broadcasts or live streams, they don't send talent there. They they pipe in local talent, uh, oftentimes, or, or send student reporters. And uh, so Jeff Byers is doing. Minnesota Penn State last week, and he is just openly um, pro Penn State um, to the extent that to the extent that everything that the Penn State guy is doing is exemplary, and everything the Minnesota guy doing is questionable, and 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 they're stalling, and they're not doing this right, and they're not doing that right, and Penn State's the greatest of all time, and you could get. And, and Christian, you could tech fall me, but I really wrestled well, and you might not be that good. Um, so that's where this is kind of coming from, and the message boards lit up with, God, can you believe this guy and what he's saying? And, and, and listen, Jeff Byers has been around the sport a long time. Hmm. He's called a lot of wrestling, and he knows wrestling. But when you're openly that biased and you're like uh, – he was saying things that didn't even make sense that made you wonder if he just picked up wrestling today. Yeah. Well, I, I it's uh, with the Big Ten, uh, the plus stuff, it's, it's kind of a pick your poison. You can get, a, a, you know, a 21 year old that doesn't know anything about wrestling, um, and that's when you get the illegal fist to the back call. Or, or you, you pipe in the local guy that knows wrestling, has got a great voice, um, but he's so insanely biased that it sounds like you know hey, so but they did but big 10 network did do that they did pipe in the local guy I, the local that's what i'm saying they're picking their poison you're picking the 21 year old or you're picking uh, that doesn't know the sport you're picking the 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 quote-unquote pro that knows the sport but is incredibly biased that's why i said you're picking your poison um yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what their I don't know what their solution is. Big Ten Network, and, and I'm really thankful that um, I'm I'm get I'm privy to to, to see these duels. Yeah. And it's let's 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 be clear. It's not. I mean, the reason this topic is brought up, I brought it up um, for discussion, is not simply because of Jeff Byers and Penn State. This is happening on lots of Big Ten campuses, and while I yeah. am. 
and why I am happy to see the Big Ten uh, duels that I wouldn't typically get to see. Um, <clears throat> those slants at Ohio State, those slants at Minnesota. I watched a Minnesota duel a couple weeks ago. I forget who it was against Illinois, maybe. Um, yeah. And they were incredibly homerific. Um, you know, they knew the guys. They openly kind of rooted for the guys. Um, and I don't know what the trade-off is there because uh, maybe the production costs. You know, you want to you want to provide a stream, but you don't want to have all this overhead and pay professional announcers or, or uh, national talent to go. But at the same time, the production value is dropped, and, and it's not very easy to listen to. Um, and, and the yeah. same thing. Like I'm not I'm not coming down on the Big Ten because. Um, we run into the same thing, right? I go to a tournament, and there's 12 mats, and this has happened several times, and it always will happen, where um, there's 12 mats, and we would, like, we would like there to be commentary on as many mats as, as feasible, and we say, hey, would you, you know, so, or somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I would like to announce this mat, uh, if that would be okay with you, and, I, and you know, you say, the trade-off is, do you want to provide commentary and a good user experience, or do I want to go with a, 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 a person that I'm not sure how he will do on the air? And so you give him a shot, and uh, one, you know, a percentage of the time it works out, and another percentage it doesn't work out. There's been um, a lot of cases where that happens all the time, where I have to pull a guy off. Um, Either I, I sit back and I listen to, I monitor each of the mats, and I'm like, this is not working out. This is, you know, he, this person is not a good announcer, or, or he's so openly biased that that, um, it's just not comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, like here's a, a little anecdote. Um, at the Clash a couple years ago, two years ago, um, you know, there, there's a school that there, Apple Valley was wrestling somebody and. And I just had to pull them up. I mean, they were saying that this other school from New Jersey just wasn't in their class, and they should put up a good fight, but this duel won't be close. And all the Apple Valley guys were doing great, and the, the Jersey guys weren't worth their salt. And, and uh, so that particular time, um, I wasn't listening to the call. I just started getting all these text messages. Like, you guys, this is terrible. You got to get these off. This isn't fair. This isn't right. And all, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know these guys. All I was trying to do was make sure there was a call on the mat um, for better user experience. And um, it, to the extent that the coach then afterward, the coach of this New Jersey school came up to me and said, hey, Willie, I'm getting these texts uh, that, that these guys are saying some not so good stuff about us. So I had to pull them off, right? So yeah. uh, I, I'm not saying that the Big Ten um, network is just, horribly unprofessional thing. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Uh, it's us, so. I, I just think if, if that's me, like, and I sounded like when the other team scored um, or got a takedown, like someone just shot my dog, like, which is how this guy sounded when, when uh, I just remember the Virginia Tech duel. I'm like, oh my gosh, did, did, did he have like did a family loss like in the middle of this broadcast? He just got a text? Because yeah. that's what it sounds like. And I like, I would, if that was me, I would just be, 
a shame that I'm just so slanted. I get it. It's Penn State Radio, and that's who pays him. But there, there's a balance, and I listen to a lot of radio. I listen to, to baseball. I listen to and, – and you get there, – there, there's a little slant there. But to, to the degree that I've been seeing it this year – is is disconcerting and it's just like let's let's require a little bit better. And then there's sometimes where I'm like he's nailing it. This is the exact balance he should strike. So it's like well it's in there. Well, maybe you know uh, Big Ten streams aren't um, aren't a longstanding thing, right? It's been re- past couple years, and, and maybe if maybe if the Big Ten network doesn't nip it in the bud. At least, I mean, again, I'm not coming down to the Big Ten network. But at least we nip it in the bud, right? Maybe, maybe the fact that they don't nip it in the bud, that they let this continue, opens the door for other guys saying we can just say whatever we want and yeah. present it however we want. So I don't know. It's just uh, it's a hot topic right now on message boards. I thought we should bring it up, and, and of course we'd like to get um, the fans' opinion on this kind yeah. of stuff too. I, I I count on you for message board intel anymore. I just I can't do it anymore, Willie. Stay away from them. Yeah, yeah. You, I'll just read the headlines, the the thread titles, and just see what kind of the pulse is, and then I can't go in there and read because I can't not say stuff. So I just had to. I'm just kind of yeah. out of the loop anymore. Um, okay, so we so we talked about that. So here's another thing, and this is not just wrestling wide. This is sport wide, and and I'm sorry if we're going to mention other sports again. But um, week three or four, the Patriots were dead. Tom Brady was done. Bill Belichick was a bad coach, okay, because they lost to Kansas City Chiefs. So we live in this in a, a 24 hours news cycle with sports that everything that just happened is the biggest thing, and we're we're seeing that that is in wrestling. Uh, and in you know we're say, hearing guys are locks. You know people are texting me that Brandon Sorensen is a lock to win a, a title. Lock. He's a lock. And, a lock. and and you didn't even wrestle 149. No, no, just save a day. Let's just start on Friday. And, right. um you know, save a day of travel and hotel. Take forty nine out. Crown Sorensen, it's over. Yep, yep. But I still think Logie should earn his uh, fourth. Um, but anyways, so and and you see that you know this program stinks, and you the the one team that you always hear everything that happens negative is an indictment on their style is Iowa, and even down to. Brent Metcalf and, and Tony Ramos not make or when they make a world team and don't win a world title. See, Iowa style. It doesn't it doesn't work. You can't win world titles with Iowa style. You can't win. They're not athletic. They don't know technique. It's like every little thing um, that happens negative is um, an indictment, and right. everything that just happened is what it is and is the reality. And it's so bad. And, and it's something um, yeah that that kind of drives me up the wall. Wrestling is like the ultimate tease. Like uh, you had this a couple of weeks ago. You had to stock up, stock down report or buy and sell, right? Yeah. And if there's any sport uh, that that is, has a parallel of stocks, like I, I think it is wrestling, and this is why. Stocks. When you buy and sell stocks, right? It's all predicated on on knowing the data, knowing the trends, maybe having. Um, less on a gut feeling than, than it is having the information at hand. Right. Now, now in other sports, in teams, quote-unquote, team sports, um, there's so many factors at play. Uh, you know, is the team gelling? Do they have an injury at guard? Um, is, there, is there power forward 
uh, playing team basketball and this and that and and. What's their schedule? How do they match up with the teams, right. et cetera? So many, there's so many factors at play. But wrestling is the ultimate tease that way in that you, there's one guy. He has two arms. He has two legs. You know his body of work. All the information is presented in front of you. You have all his results. You know what he is. Right. What he isn't. And in that way, you think... That you have an accurate gauge. More than any other sport, I think, wrestling is a sport where you think you have a confidence in engaging that athlete. Um, but it never works out that way, does it? It never works out that way because they're human, because there's other talent out there. I mean, here's, here, here's a, a very clear example. Uh, Cody Brewer, John Morrison last year. Oh, wow. Absolutely, positively, no data whatsoever to suggest that Cody Brewer can beat John Morrison, and it happens at NCAA. Yeah. So it's a tease. Wrestling's a tease that way. So when when people are saying, um, no, again, no knock on Brandon Sorensen. Maybe hell, maybe he does win an NCAA title this year. But yeah. Some, but you didn't know. Okay, so stop saying you knew he was going to win a title. There is, you don't know. You can say there's a guy maybe you like. You don't know. So stop acting like you know. We don't know. We have guesses. We have guys maybe we feel confident in. But to make absolute statements in almost any way. Um, Somebody text you or email you that Brandon Sorensen is a lock. Book it. After he wins a match in which he did not score a takedown. There's no guarantees. And now Sertis is done. And then, uh, you know, Kyvin Kyvin Gadsden was done because he lost to Spencer Johnson. And Jaden Cox was done because uh, he lost to Scott Schiller. And everybody's done when they lose. And Jesse Delgado's done. And now Alan Waters is better than Nashawn Garrett, even though Nashawn being the last time has been better his entire career. So it's it's just... Logan Stever recovered from that loss to Rutherford. He did all right, yeah, when he beat him the next two times. It's like... The point that me and CP are trying to make is do not overreact with every result. Things change. And also, the Vegas lines will be out there. You will have the opportunity to be rich beyond your wildest dreams and, and bet all these guys that yeah. you know are going to win titles. So why don't you just show us the, the checks when, when they come in the mail because you're going to make millions because so, you know all these champs. Yeah, book it. Book it. Show us. Instead of texting CP that it's a lock, just send a, a picture of the of the check you cast. That's that's what M- Money Mayweather does. He he makes all these. Uh, how much, dude? He made like two hundred fifty grand on the Seahawks last year. Something something absurd. But yeah, um, if you don't have Money Mayweather kind of money, you know, you drop a couple hundy on it. You can have uh, take your lady out for a nice steak dinner afterwards, at the very least. So, uh, all you guys that act like you know everything, you don't, because no one knows. You can't predict, and that's why I love wrestling, because you really don't know. You can make predictions based on all the available evidence. All the available evidence can show one thing, and the exact opposite can happen all the time in wrestling, and that's what makes you it. Know, you know that when Brewer beat Morrison last year at NCAAs, there was a population of people in the stands, that tapped their buddy on the shoulder and said, I knew it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, you did not told, know that. Told you, man. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, no you didn't. Oh, dorks. Okay, so um, 
if you don't know, Mondays, we're going to do this show Monday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Central. Mm-hmm. And on the Thursday show, we're going to, at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up on the weekend. So, CP, kick us off. What do we have on the docket for this weekend? Well, we got popping today. The Dave, Schul- the Dave Schultz Memorial is getting going here soon, I guess, right? Yeah, that starts. They got Greco going. The entries are out. They're up. Check those out. See who's going to be wrestling. It's a it's a nice field. Um, and it's good. It's like we have a, a little bit of time. You know, we watched some Uregan, but there's no Greco there. We didn't watch much women because we didn't send any. So get reacquainted with the rules, with the uh, clarifications, if you will, because Greco's going through some tweaks right now. Yeah, they're tweaking it. I don't know if they're. Are they tweaking it for the long term? I'm pretty sure they're just tweaking it for this tournament to see how it goes. And, and you know, if we have Vinny out there, and Vinny was saying that he was talking to Robbie Smith, or, or he was around He was around some people uh, last night at the Greco guys as they were discussing these changes and these tweaks. And, and he said the wrestlers were not really happy with the changes. Yeah, yeah. I, I've... I remember reading about them. Now they've kind of escaped me, and so that's why I'm excited to get reacquainted with the rules. Because hey, man, March is going to come and go, and then we're full into freestyle and Greco season, and and that's an awesome, awesome time. And um, so I'm looking forward to a little, uh, a little we sampler. Greco, watch uh, Angelo from uh, uh, at uh, 57. Yep. Or 59, I mean. Yeah. Uh, he's a good one. I I read somewhere that. Spencer Mango beat him recently. I did not know that. Or the last weekend, he beat him at the Pinto. That's what I heard. But uh, that should be a, a real good one. And then uh, you have women and freestyle. And I can't wait for that. I, you know, I love high school wrestling. I love college wrestling. But freestyle is my deal, man. I love it. And I, it's good to... Eureka um, gave us a little bit of a, a, a taste, a tease. Um, but it would be good to, to actually watch live. Uh, this weekend from the Schultz. And then uh, Friday, big one. One versus two. Don't Huge. Get that, does it? No, no. It's a it's a great one. And it is a it is a classic toss-up. It really is. And I don't care. Uh, in tournament scoring, yeah, I was up a lot. In this duel, I'm telling you, it is a toss-up. Um, and maybe you, you lean slight. Um, Minnesota, here's here's the deal. Iowa's a favorite at 25 49, 65, and heavyweight. So before you do that, before you do that, I'm going to shoot whiteboard words here in like an hour. Okay. And there's one weight in particular that I want to pick your brain about. 84? No. What? No, not 84. That's going to be a good one. Well, what is it? 65. 60. Wanzek versus Moore? Yeah. Come on. Really? I mean, what? Right. What? I mean. All right. I you mean, think do you think that's a clear separation? I mean, only if you look at all the available information. <laughs> you rascal! I, Listen, I, I think Wozniak has a shot. Oh, okay. Go. Tell me why. I mean. He, he, um, because I think. Uh, Wanzek is a good wrestler. Okay. I think Wanzek's a little bit more athletic, and I think Nick Moore keeps matches close. Nick Moore is more athletic than people give him credit for. Max Rockscoff beat Nick Wanzek this year. Um, Harger majored him. Brandon Kingsley beat Wanzek this year. 
Um, mm-hmm. Nick Moore's only losses, he doesn't even have bad losses. He lost to, like, Harger, who he just beat. He lost to Morse, like, um, and he's got way better wins for his career. So there's no real metric other than um, you're just obviously an Iowa hater for, for, for you to, to hey. make that statement. I'm really surprised okay. that's the one you went with. All right, we can get to that in a second, but if it's if it's so clearly a more advantage, what's the final score? Oh, it's not it's not gonna be a. Uh, what's the final score, hot shot. Two, three two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So if you're predicting three two, if Mr. College Wrestling's predicting three two, you're telling me that. You're telling me there's no chance that goes the other way, but you're also predicting a 3 2 score. So. There is no re- Okay, I'm not. I didn't say there's no chance. There's no reason. There is no reason to predict the other. Other than just I, there's going to be an upset. There's like nothing that can go through your brain that would suggest Wansek has an advantage. There's nothing. Okay, that's my I only. Say, point. I didn't say he has an advantage. I said that's a, that's a potential upset. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say there's more likely potential upsets. That, uh, okay, where at? I don't know. Clark Dardanes. Uh, Rank Hell's going to come back and beat the. Uh, <laughs> no. Woman? No. No, that's not going to happen. That would never that's happen. not going to happen. Right, last year. Oh, yeah, that that's true. Good point. Good point. Touche. Um, the 33 matchup is interesting to me. Um, I, I tend to favor Dardanes. Um, if I'm Chris Dardanes, I'm not even messing with going underneath Corey Clark. Corey Clark is pretty bad man on top. Dardanes, it's been said a million times, they're not as bad on bottom as people think, but against elite riders, they can struggle. Maybe he gets out right away. I don't know. Um, I think the hips of Dardanes, the hand fighting of Dardanes, you know, Clark likes to get to that two-on-one. I'm not sure he's going to get there. He likes those, those low singles. Um, you know, I'm not sure if he finishes. Uh I like Dardanes close here, but I could be swayed into Clark. I think that's a uh, more likely upset than than anything. What, yeah, what do you think? I, mean, I don't know. What's Clark ranked? I don't know. Fourth? Exactly. Fifth. I mean, that's an upset. It's not an upset, though, is it? I mean, it's an upset. It's not, like, earth-shattering. Okay. I thought, I thought, that, I thought that me uh, suggesting a Wanzak upset was a little bit going out on a limb. Okay. Oh, uh, I I believe I've more than said that's going out on a limb. Okay, but how often do you go out on a limb? Um, wh- why? Why would you go out on a limb when you can pick the guys who have been better their entire career? I didn't pick Wanzik. Okay. I was making the conversation. All right. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't I don't go out on a limb because why would I pick? I don't know against who's been. Uh, why would I pick against the information? But I I don't no, think it's I don't no, think you're dumb no, to think. You're telling me. That never do you pick. You never pick a uh, 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 twelve to beat a six. That's not necessarily well. Um, no, I don't. I'm not saying that. I'm not. Su- I'm not saying. Data. I'm not saying that. Data. Like, um, yeah, maybe I do. Maybe yeah, I do. Maybe you do. So okay. Well, so- sometimes it's incomplete data. Like you got a guy like Dean Heil. There's not a lot of data out there, and so you're kind of picking upside. Or, or let's, let's talk a little bit about enough. Because throughout the career, they've been like, you know, top five in the country since birth. Right. But I think even though that even though Zane Richards had a lead on them, I think the Dardanes are wrestling like the best they've ever been. 
they look good. They're at the weights they belong in. Um, I, I've always thought they were good. I mean, Dardane's his sophomore year was so good. I'm talking about Chris. Um, you know, he's fourth in NCAAs, and I, I just think um, I, I think he's going to do well. I think, um, or was that his freshman year? He was fourth. Maybe he was fourth as a freshman. That's when Ramos pinned him. Anyways, doesn't matter. I, I've always liked their game. I think they're good. Um, I think they they've looked fine this year. They've looked uh, not exceptionally different they th- than they have when they're at their best. Oh, well. They what? They close matches so well. How, how do you mean close? Third period. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're uh. Their their tanks and and their paces oh, is God, ridiculous. It's yeah. Their their hand fighting is um. Is brutal and it's taxing and and it pays big dividends and it wore out Zane Richards in a way I've never seen Zane Richards worn out. So okay, so uh, we hit we hit Dardanes, you know, Gilman, uh, Dardanes with Clark, Dardanes Jeva. I said sixty five. Now you're you're pointing at eighty four. Yeah, that's gonna be a great one. Um, Far versus Brooks. You got um, you know. It's almost like the the inverse of the 33-41 match. You know, you got the the brawler, you know, really good hand fighter uh, with with Brooks, and then Far is a two arm or no, he's more of an arm drag guy. Anyways, uh, I think it's it's a kind of a style clash. And I love, I have hey, matter of fact, they're uh, they're they're from the same high school. Matter of fact, yeah, the Darda- the OPRF. But uh, um. I have loved Sammy Brooks for so long, but he's like one of those guys that, like, he's right there, and then he does something maybe you wished he didn't. <laughs> like, and, uh, try to body lock. Well, you know. Yeah, I think he can beat anybody. He just uh, everyone. Okay, all right. Everyone is telling me that. I got people blowing up my phone that Brooks is a title contender. This and that. I'm. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, every everybody loves him. I'm like, yeah, he's really good. He's probably an All American. Why? Why do I have to think he's a title contender? Why is everyone trying to convince me that he is? I mean, I get it. He's, yeah, I don't know. If he's, he's a. I don't know if he's a title contender, but God, I love watching that kid wrestle. Yeah. Oh, I lo- I like him too. I like Far a lot too. I don't. I don't know. I. Yeah, yeah, I like think that's the biggest toss up in this duel, uh, personally. Don't you? Uh. Yeah. The most. I mean, you got Clark, Clark, and and Dardanes. I. Uh, I'm on record saying that Moore and Wanzek's going to be close. 84. Well, 74 is a toss-up. 84 is your class. 74, well, I mean, we saw that written a thousand times. Um, but 84, I, the thing about 84 is <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. That match is going to be fun. Like, those, those, kids, those kids wrestle, you know? They don't patty cake. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, so are you insinuating that Evans is going to be like a the the Evan Stoley match is just gonna be a one one takedown or sudden victory ride out or tiebreakers or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fair. I don't know. Um if Storley has um more or less do- I don't want to say dominated, but he's kinda he's won a lot more than Evans has. I think Evans maybe beat him once in their career. So you maybe that's I don't know. I I know, I know all that, but the uh Mike Evans to me, completely changed at NCAAs last year. That was a different Mike Evans out there. In what way? He was six the year before. He was six again. I don't care. He was much better. Much, much more. Much much more aggressive. 
much more offensive. I, I mean, I like I like the Mike Evans uh, in its current form. I think I think it's night and day. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, so you so do you like him? You like him over Storley? Oh, no. Who knows? Okay. Storley Brown, Evans, Kokish. Who knows? I mean, I'm not going to be so bold as to like say I, that I could make heads or tails out of that. I I just feel like um, I don't know. I I, I think Storley's got to be the favorite at home, and I, I believe a lot in. Coming, I like guys coming off losses, you know. Uh, maybe that doesn't make sense, but I think he's coming. He's coming off a loss to Brown, um, you know. And and if you view these as coin flip matches, whether he's wrestling Brown or Evans, odds are right. Right. Uh, I think he's going to win. And this is, I mean, darn, it's darn near February. This is Evans' first real, real test. I mean, Zach Brunson wrestled him close, but he hasn't faced one of the big four or even. Big five or six. He didn't. He's never. He hasn't wrestled Epperly, Butler, Wilps. I mean, he he hasn't wrestled. Uh, you know, this could be his first time really tested with a guy that's on his level. And I think there's something. And and Storley's been in the fire. You know, he's he had his battles at the scuffle. Um, he's wrestled Brown. So I think, um, I think I, I think I like Storley. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't know. I'm, Evans is my guy. You're going to pick him. What are you talking Evan, about? Evans is my guy. You're going to pick I, him. You're going to pick him. Just say it. Go on the record right now. Oh, and Whiteboard was, I'll probably pick him. Yeah. I, if, if there's a coin flip match at 74, I'm, pro- I'm probably picking Evans. So you're going to pick Evans probably to win. I don't have a Logan Storley t-shirt. <laughs> it's all about the shirts, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. So, um, no, I mean, you know what it is. I knew, I knew Mike. Evans and his family since they're kids, and, and like, I'm not going to pick him to beat uh, um, Sedlaev, but in a close, it, you know. In Maybe close, in folk style, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, listen. I'm listening. We talked about this Iowa-Minnesota match for a long time. We're running out of time. but No, we're let's, not. Let's, let's also talk about what else big is coming up. Um, Blair Sam is mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. Number on Blair Academy, number four seminary. Who knows? That's, real that's, quick, real quick, Willie. What are the matches that are going to determine the dual winner there? I mean, the big, the ranked toss-up ones. Maybe not the the lesser tier guys that we don't know. What's the big one? Watch out for this match. I I don't know that there. Is, I mean, when it, it comes down to the upper weights. Oh, okay. Um, I think you I think you know what you're going to get down low. Uh, we're I'm, we're doing a whiteboard one of that too. But six. Uh, 20 is uh, 106. Sam can take 120. Um, Sam should take, but Requeer Vandermeer for for Blair Academy, uh, he can beat anybody. Uh, him and, and their 13 Sherman. Um, I really love the levels that they're wrestling at right now and the improvements that they've made. But that being said, um, Jack Mueller, you know, he won Fargo a couple times, so Jack Mueller is certainly the favorite there. Um, and then 126, I think you can say Blair got an under the radar kind of kid at 26 too, but but Sem favored. So 106, 120, 126, uh, Sem can take, and then they're kind of in trouble until 160. However, starting at 160, theoretically, they could sweep from there on. So it, it, the duel is going to be determined in the back half of that lineup, and. Um, 
it's going to be a good duel. It's going to be really tight. And really, it's for the national championship. Not that Sim can win it, but if Blair wins, they're all but locked to win the. Um... Well, if, if Blair wins, I you know I, I'm laboring on this and thinking about it. If Blair wins, they at least in my mind, maybe I shouldn't divulge this, but mm. I, I think if Blair wins, I, I'm going to have to end up going co-national champs with 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 uh oh listen to you listen to you why you are you have them at number one they win a match now they're co-number ones Uh, unbelievable you are such a people pleaser willie be bold be brave no i just think it's the right thing to do why why i don't know no that's good that's right that's right do the right thing do the right thing i want i want to do uh you know i want to do the right thing I want to do the thing that I think makes sense. If that if that uh, involves me changing my mind three times, then that's what it involves. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I want to get it right. What if you go co 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 national champs? Can we extend this to three? Blair, Blair, OPRF, and the Piles family. Yep, yep. Uh, we we need our we need our chip. Okay, so all right. Here's another thing going on Saturday. This guy Alan Waters, he's been playing with fire. Okay. And at some point, I, I think he might get burned. You know, Tomasello, he jumped out to a huge lead. Tomasello nearly runs him down. Huge lead against Eddie Clamara. Clamara darn near runs him down. Now he's got Dylan Peters, where one mistake... What are you saying? Can I even say my piece? Yeah, I keep saying it. I, I'm saying the, the, he's better than Alan Waters. Or, I mean, he's better than Dylan Peters, but he could lose this match. Hey, and, listen, uh, most... People outside of David Taylor, Logan Stieber, uh, Ed Ruth, they, they, they matches come down. So you could be a three-time, four-time national champ, and you have matches that are four-two and are one-move matches where if the situation went the other way, okay. you take a loss. Okay, Alan Waters, he's taking heat. Like people are looking at scoreboards and being like nine-eight to Clamara. This this a uh, match to you know. Uh, a one-pointer with this guy, a one-pointer with that guy. You know what? It's not That's the score. Quarterback and watch the damn match. That's my point. That's my Good entire point. He was never in danger. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If that ref would call stalling, if they would make him get up instead of laying there. Uh, if it, but he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have wrestled that way if he didn't have a <laughs> Why would? Okay, Willie. He's playing with fire. It's going to catch up to him at some point. Waters, uh, Peters is going to have a couple cracks at him. Um, Waters is not going to enter NCAAs undefeated, is my prediction. So What? Oh, yeah, well, he gets Peters at the... Mac. At Max, right? Yeah, and I does Missouri do national duels? I don't know. But th- he's, I think he's going to lose at some point. And Waters, and that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, it doesn't mean, change much in my mind. But I can't watch a guy... Huh? If he takes a loss, he takes a loss. It doesn't mean that anything's changed. That's my point. That's my entire point. It doesn't change. If he loses to Peters, if he gets pinned by Peters, it won't change what I think about Alan Waters. He's good enough to win a title. I just think it's it's very apparent off an hour way in when he starts the duel, that's the recipe for 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 potential meltdown. And the way he's given the points away, and if you watch the Tomasello match, which I bet you didn't, because otherwise you'd probably be all in. It's the only reason for you to disagree with me. You would probably feel the same way. So that's why I think Peters is is potentially due. 
despite Waters probably being the better guy. So uh, enough of that. My what match did I watch? Tomasello uh, versus Waters. I did not watch that. Match. I know, I know that. Um, so moving on to Sunday. And we're going over because we can yeah, do. I don't care. You know what? I don't care. We're going to overtime. I'm gonna start dropping down to your ankle. I'm gonna milk this. This is gonna be a 40 minute match. Okay. Anyways, Sunday, huge duel in my home state, Virginia. We got Virginia headed to Virginia Tech. It's gonna be this crazy, crazy atmosphere. They're having it in the sick uh, Broadway theater. Check out the video I put up. There's gonna be an article coming out why you cannot miss this duel. It's gonna be a, a great one, Willie. Well, you have video of it, too. Did you do what I told you to do with that I video? I did it. I did it. It's bannered. It's it's just ready for you to release to that the world. That venue is awesome. Like, uh, oh, my gosh. I, I, I've long since given up any um, any of those dreams. I've let those dreams go of, like, competing. You know, when you're trying to – every wrestler, like, after they're done competing, just wishes he would you get that itch. Right, and I'm, I'm well over that stage, but it would be really damn cool to, to wrestle in that arena. It's going to be loud. It's sold out already. It's been sold out. And and the one thing, you think rivalries, maybe you don't. If you live here, Virginia, Virginia Tech, it is a ridiculous, ridiculous rivalry. There's so much hatred there on both sides, every sport, especially oh, wrestling. Let's say, let's say this, too. Uh, okay, we're go- I'd like to get into the UVA. Uh, I'd like to get into the state of... Virginia. Let's do it. Coming up. But before that, before I forget, we have UVA, that, that duel, UVA VTech, is going to be live streamed on Flow, but we will not, we are not allowed to put up the matches afterwards. So if you want to see this, you got to, you got to tune in live. Yeah. It's the only time you'll get to see it. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So what do you want? To, tell me how great the state of Virginia is, because I already know. I tell people all yeah, the time how great it is. From, listen, Christian's from Virginia, and I hear it nonstop. How he loves Kevin Dresser, and how he loves Steve Garland, and how he loves Steve Martin, and UV, uh, the state of Virginia is is coming up and doing awesome, <laughs> and and he has a point. He's doing really good things, all those programs, and uh, and um, and they're doing things like this, like putting putting them. Um, yes. Putting this on in this in this arena, so it's it's cool. It must be a good time to be a wrestling fan in Virginia. It is great. It is amazing, um, and the the good. You can't really get over um, the fact that Jason Bryant is from Virginia. You guys could be really thinking, um, you know, you could be really happy about life. It, it is it is a great time to be a wrestling fan and living in Virginia and not being that far. It's not a big state, so I can drive to all these places, no problem. And and the thing is, it's not going to stop anytime soon. These teams keep signing good recruits. They keep signing good wrestlers. UVA's got Crevis and Baldwin and uh, Corbin Allen coming in and yeah, you- and all of them, all of them are signing, are getting verbals from guys that are top prospects in the sophomore class. And they, I mean they. Yeah. Continue to stockpile. Yeah, McFadden's going to Tech. Done. Um, they got other guys coming. That's more your thing. And, and then ODU continues to sign big names. So it's going to be. It, it's awesome. I love it. The our high school um, state. It it ain't great. You know, we've got Christiansburg. We've got some Northern Virginia teams. Of course, we've got teams by the beach. But it's not a huge. Um, you know, we don't turn out a ton of national level talent, but it's starting to pick up there. So I think it's it's a great time to be. I started picking up when you got done coaching. <laughs> That's not true. 
That's not um, true. Okay, so we got the Virginia, Virginia Tech duel. That's going to be awesome. Oh, here's one. Uh, another matchup this weekend, potentially. Logan Steber, Anthony Ashnall. Um, Why? Think any- <laughs> Christian, just because... <laughs> Just because there's like um, written down somewhere that one guy is a huge favorite over another does not mean it's not interesting. Anthony Ashnall is a big star with a big following, and uh, it's a match you know, I think people are interested in. So I can mention it. You can uh, you can mention it. You can mention it all you want. Um, it is disrespectful to our to our pound for pound number one to continually mention other people in the same breath as him. So, um, I think you need to you need to get it together. But yeah, all all, all jokes aside, um, it it's it's interesting. I mean, you you know they wrestled already this year. It was nine one. Yes, I know. It was nine one. And I mean, give me for bringing up matches of interest. <laughs> I will not make that mistake again. No, no, no. I'm glad that you do it because it gives me an opportunity to. Just make fun of you a little bit, but it's not. But no, Ashnall, I, I liked him all year coming into this season, and he's taken some losses. Maybe I didn't expect Steven Rodriguez beat him, but um, I still think he's a guy that's probably going to place. Um, and uh, yeah, I like him a lot. I like what Rutgers is doing in general, and I think I think it's going to be. It, it'll definitely be one worth watching. Um, I want to see if if Logan's going to widen the gap. Is Ashnall going to make some adjustments? Because that's what you really want to see in your freshmen. You want to see them uh, building and, and adjusting. And if they get thumped early, okay, what are you going to do? And um, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not getting better if he gets pinned here either, just because that's what Lo- Logan Steber's bonus rate is, uh, I believe, 100% for the year. He's bonused everybody, so no, no shame in that. But, yeah, I mean, Jersey will be all fired up for their their hometown guy and uh yeah i'm I'm just kidding i'm looking forward to that match willie i shouldn't i shouldn't disparage i have should we get into this should we get into mickey this is this is going to be a long a long drawn out thing if we get into it just just do it i don't care hashtag free micah (laughs) free micah full micah jordan's red shirt people that's such a terrible idea. For some reason, I mean, I already told you why it's a terrible idea. It's, it's not a terrible idea. It's it, not a terrible idea. They're not going to win a title with the best possible version of Micah Jordan. They need Hunter, and Hunter has not been ruled out. Okay, confirmed, not ruled out for the okay, year. Okay, Tavanello is he done? I, I don't know. That have, I have no Ray intel Gordon, on that. Ray Gordon is our guy for the rest of the year. What'd you say? Ray Gordon is our guy. <laughs> um, it, it would appear that way because I think Haynes is hurt as well. I'm pretty sure Haynes had surgery. Yeah, so that's not ideal. Um, so, I, I, okay, I, all right, listen. It, if you're Tom Ryan and you think you have a shot, why would you not pull Micah? Because with a hope, I like I read in a message board. Uh, well, if they're going to sacrifice his chance to be a four-time national champ. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not a. That's not the reason. Okay, that's you see. This is why I don't go on message boards because I can't even. I I cannot even communicate with people that. That's their baseline intelligence. Let's let's think. Maybe maybe your uh, perspective is not a four-time national champ. Maybe your thing is well, they will risk the opportunity for him to be a four-time All-American. Who cares? I mean, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. 
That's not my point. My point is it's not going to make a difference in the team race, so why? What, what's, what's the value? What's the value? Let's see what happens. I'm going to do something. I, I don't think it's going to impact it hardly, hardly at all. I mean, it, it would matter, but they're, they're still they're behind. They're, they're not going to be in position to win with him. If, if I just put in Micah Jordan, if he wins the title, they're still down five points. Okay. And that's with Sorensen getting seventh. Okay, I, it's, it's easier to convince me of this than it is Tom Ryan because Tom, I think Tom really thinks he has a shot. Well, I I don't. He knows what he's got better than I do. He knows coaching wrestling better than I do. So if he thinks that's the way to go, he he knows. And and there's and I will say this: it's easy to say, okay, a guy's gonna be better his true freshman year than his. Um, redshirt senior year but not always this is a brutal sport and we're seeing it right now i, I bet they wrestle if if they could have had hunter healthy last year and instead now they have an injured hunter and you know I, I think there's there's something to be said for um you know keeping it having a guy fresh and once those injuries start to pile up guys are maybe never the same again so it, it's it's not necessarily that you know all things being equal because injuries happen but uh, he can. They can do what they want. I don't think it's an impactful move, and I think it's a little um, short-sighted. But they know what they're doing better than I do, and we would have to wait a couple years to really know if it was the right or wrong decision. And even then, we still probably wouldn't know. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. One last thing for me, anyway. Um, our Darius Jones, state champion mm. from Illinois. Tough news for him. I would just want to give him a shout out. Darius Jones, he was a true freshman at uh, Northern Iowa and uh, came down with the bad news of cancer. I just want to say uh, keep your chin up, Darius, and um, thoughts and prayers go out to you, my man. Yes, yeah, certainly, and, and kind of a somber note to go out on, but um, we're thinking about you, and, and the community is definitely unified uh, by things like this, which is an awesome thing about the sport is that we're all behind you, uh, Darius, and hope that you, you get recovered healed up quick and back on the mats for 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 you and i and if not we're just uh you know we're just hoping for the best there so um that's all the wrestling stuff we got for the day right willie want to want to mention one other thing we are itunes official you can search flow wrestling radio live we are on itunes you can subscribe you can rate us and the only rating option available is five stars and just write a couple paragraphs about how this podcast changed your life that would go a long way and um yeah please download subscribe do all that stuff um there's a lot of different ways you can you can take this if you're not listening to it live so um and we get you can't carve an hour out here i know i listen to podcasts all day i listen to 15 minutes here 15 there and then i listen to the whole thing all day so uh we're excited about that please um Subscribe to that, and uh, Will, you got anything else for me? That's it, my man. I'm shooting whiteboard with her in a little bit, so check them out later, and make sure you check out the Virginia Tech School. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thanks a lot, you guys, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you.